What's up and welcome in everybody. Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us. This is the stretch four. We are the Bulls Outcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. Uh, as always, feel free to click that hot mic button and join the broadcast with us if you'd like for a small donation our way. Share us your thoughts on tonight's game uh, and or tips are always appreciated and welcome. With that, the Bulls lose to the Knicks 107-103 in the back end of a home and home against Knicks and our old pal Tom Thibodeau. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I saw this coming. I put some money on the Knicks tonight. Wow. You're in deep. We're watching Walter White before our eyes, man. (laughs) In about a year, you'll be on this hot mic like, I am the one who knocks. (laughs) I am the danger. He already got the the facial hair. Um, let's Let's just take care of this right out of the gate. Zach Levine, shot selection. Dave, what did you think about the final few minutes of this game? I mean, not the best (laughs) at the end, Tair. I was okay with it when we had the ball with the opportunity to cut that lead uh, to one, I believe. And I was cool with whatever shot he took because he usually hits those in-chain shots. But John, first one after he took that three-pointer was like, that is a terrible shot. And he was absolutely correct. It was a terrible shot to take. But I didn't mind it because I've seen him do that, I mean, all the time. Like, he takes those shots. So I was okay with him. But that last possession is what got me because you steal the ball. Time's running down. You, you're you down by, what, four or five? And you need that three-point shot. And he decides to go to the bucket and not take the layup. He decides to go to the rim and pass it out for to Kobe White so he could take the three-pointer. He airballs it. They try to tip it in. It was just a horrible possession and, and honestly just looked like a team that still does not know how to win yet. Yeah. I agree. I, I think his shot selection, I'm very like, I think we, I'm very like player apologetic, like when it comes to decision making, you know, I'm very, I'm, I, this is one where I was like, he handed him the game. He could have had it. He, this is just, that was the dumbest shot ever. Pass it once. Like pass it once. And this is where not having a point guard and having a guy who's not your point guard initiate the offense in these crutch time. That's where the weakness comes. We don't have a playmaker. And that's, yeah. I just, I, that was such a discouraging shot. Uh, I, I was, we, we were there. We were right there. Mm-hmm. And then to, to dribble around and just shoot something like, uh, like it's a fucking it's, video game. Yeah. It's crazy that we, like I, I felt like the Bulls got their asses kicked tonight, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh no, it's the Knicks. They can't run away with it. The Knicks were up 17 after the first quarter because they scored their first 22 points mm-hmm. in the paint, all in the paint, and then they brought out to the three-point line and were starting to rain. Meanwhile, the Bulls couldn't hit water falling out of a boat, and. I'm on a boat. Yes, shot selection has been an issue with this team, still is an issue with this team, and it has to do with, as you said, the lack of quality playmakers on this roster. Um, you know, we saw Kobe over-dribbling. We saw Kobe getting a turnover late in this game. Zach Levine, questionable shots. But I think the bigger story tonight is that the Bulls just shot terribly. Like, mm-hmm. they still had 25 assists as a team, and they shot 49% overall. They were 6 of 36 from downtown tonight. 16.5% from downtown tonight. There's your ball game right there. 
they started off, I believe, what, 0 for 10 shooting from the three-point line? Like, it, it was just bad, man. And, I mean, honestly, credit the Knicks because they came out and they said, we're going to punch y'all in the face and we're going to see if y'all can respond. And that's really all that happened. Like, they played up on them. They wouldn't let them drive inside. Like, Zach Levine was the only one to get inside because he's the all-star on your team. But nobody else was allowed to drive inside and go to the bucket and try to make a play. They said, no, we're going to turn you guys into a jump shooting team. You're going to have to beat us that way. And they couldn't do it. Like, those threes weren't falling. Lowry, I mean, we'll get into him later. But, yeah, guys just, yeah, they didn't have that tonight, man. And, yeah, and this show, so, honestly, kudos to the Knicks and their defense, man. They played well. I mean, it's it's the Knicks, so you want to be like, we lost, we, we're getting blown by the Knicks, but it's a this, see, it's Corona. It's different. This is the weirdest year. This is like the bubble is not the weird year. This is the asterisk weird year. I feel like, like, and they're playing well. They have a good coach. We have like it's, it's these weird home homes where you can kind of like match up and you can get used to a you know you can actually game plan. You don't have to switch. It's like to the next. So I getting coming back. I think was big. I do think that yeah. was big. Yeah, like, true. We said, hey, we're not going to – we didn't roll over, and I feel like we normally would have because we were down from by so much. Yeah, that's one thing we are seeing this year, and we talked about, like, these guys aren't just rolling over and staying down no more. Like, when they get down, like, they're, they're still, you know, in the game. They're still trying to fight. And I, I'm not going to use that word because Matt used it already, and you, God knows I don't want to use that word, so I'm not going to. But they fought hard. And they and they got, got out there and they tried really hard and they kept doing that and it was great to see in that fourth quarter in a game they could have easily just folded up and went home. Uh, Wag said, "So wait, is this Zach's fault? Even though he's the only dude that played well, because no, that's not what I'm saying. End. How about why do we do that? Kobe, Lowry, etc. Right? I no. mean, these are it's it was a dumb. We're just saying it was a dumb. We're not. It was his. There's no faults. The faults right. is dared. John, I think you have expressed this well in the past, but recently I've been getting frustrated with Bulls fans who are either – I feel like all Bulls fans think it's black or white with Zach. Yes. And it's just like, okay, late game turnover. Oh, he, he lost the jump ball that cost us the Blazers game. Yes. He took Gaffer, a bad shot Gaffer, tonight. And it Gafford or Wendell. Right. It's and one it's or the like, other. Guys, he is a player – who is putting up some ridiculous numbers offensively right now. He's one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA right now, and he has flaws. Mm-hmm. All of these things can simultaneously be true, mm-hmm. and we're not blaming tonight's loss on Zach. I would suggest that given that, okay, yeah, Zach was 0 of 7 from downtown tonight. That hurts. But the team didn't help him out all that much. Once again, Garrett Temple had an awful shooting night off the bench. Lowry was 0 of 4 from downtown tonight. It is a team effort. It is a team win. It is a team loss. Zach's our best player, so everybody wants to either give him credit or blame him. Bulls win, give him credit. Bulls lose, blame Zach. That's how it Mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. That's what comes with the territory. But also, like, the reason we were even in it, yes, was because of Zach. That doesn't excuse that in, in like I've been a pretty good driver. One time I didn't check my blind spot. I got in an accident. That was stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'm not a like that. You have to be able. To, I don't. I'm not saying like oh trade him. <laughs> There's. I'm like I'm not doling out penances like I'm the Pope saying like he's good. He's bad. He's doomed to hell. He's doomed to heaven. Not a franchise guy. I'm saying that's the discouraging 
that's so discouraging. And we don't have a point guard. So all of our shots are accidents because they're not coming off assists. Yeah. 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 It, and you've seen uh, it was, it's so many plays that become noticeable with that guys. And I mean, I think honestly, I think about guys like Gafford and I'm, and I always say in my head, he should have an easy six to eight points just with alley-oops like coming off of pick and rolls. And when he dives to the bucket and the center doesn't go with him, you see that a lot. Like the center usually stays with whoever uh, is the ball handler, especially you've seen it with the Knicks. And when a guy like Gafford dives to the bucket, that ball should immediately be up. That should be an easy two points. You saw it twice tonight. Honestly, you saw Denzel do it once. You saw Kobe do it once. They could run that play at least four or five times a game. He, that's the easy points for him that he can get. But that comes with, like you guys saying, that comes with a facilitator and a guy who's a pass first guy, and as a point guard, I should say, who's a pass first guy. So yeah, that that stuff hurts. And like you said, the 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 shot making, the shot selection, and putting everything in order, like in that fourth quarter, everybody knowing where they need to be. You you get all that removed when you get a facilitating point guard that has a really high IQ. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the other things about tonight's game, when Dave, you're just talking about being aware of the situation that you're in and figuring out where you can get your points on a night when clearly Tibbs reamed out his guys on Tuesday and then again this morning and was like, you guys got to body them up a little bit more. The Knicks were uh, like noticeably more physical tonight and they were kind of knocking us around a little bit. I I mentioned that Zach was attacking the rim and not getting a whole lot of calls tonight, but I can't remember if it was the end of the second quarter or the end of the third quarter where the Knicks were in the penalty with like five and a half minutes left. And I was like, okay, here's how we get back in the game. Like, get to the free throw line. The Bulls didn't make a noticeable shift trying to attack and get to the free throw line as much. They finished the night with only 16 free throw attempts. Um, and, and like those lost opportunities where, where you're figuring out, okay, we can win this game from Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C, capitalize in whatever ways you can. Because this Bulls team is giving their opponents ways that they have a leg up on on a lot of nights. Points off of turnovers, fast break points, second chance points. The Bulls are getting crushed on the boards tonight. Like They have to find their own ways to even the playing field. And I thought that they missed an opportunity by not getting the free throw line more tonight. One thing I wanted to say that was positive about the Bulls clawing their way back into this game uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, is that the Rook, P-Dub, played a big role in the Bulls making that comeback late. I am overjoyed despite the loss because P-Dub has been mostly watching fourth quarters this season. He played 32 minutes tonight, and he was a big part of the Bulls getting back in this game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with Otto Porter Sr. out for it looks like the next few games, you're going to see more of that. And it's good to see it and him be effective. Like you said, Matt, because what he scored six points in the fourth. I mean, he had a block, had some steals. I mean, effective on both ends of the floor. Yeah, it was great to see because his energy and those points, along with uh, Gafford and Denzel, are the reason they got back into it in that fourth quarter when it just felt like the game was kind of over and they were just going through the motions. So, yeah, he was a big part, and it just makes you feel good, especially with a guy who I think, you know, is at that rookie wall right now. And so he's, you know, kind of struggling to figure out the nuances of the game and things like that. So to see him do it in the fourth quarter against a team that's that good defensively, yeah, you're right, Matt. You hit that on the head. That's exciting to see. 
he let he led the team in rebounds. You know, like he's wow playing more, playing more. Like he's let him. This should be again. This is we're cheering for jerseys at this point, <laughs> and Pat Williams is the only one that we kind of believe will be around in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and so when we're trying to like when we're when we're creating fiefdoms, is Kobe a point guard? When like let's stop creating like he's our only he's the uniting for, he's our he's our Luke Skywalker. Help us, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> you're our only hope. Like he's the only one that we're kind of like he'll be around, mm-hmm. and so. You just love to see it, and you just want to see him. Like, as much as I love Thad, and Thad's having like a a Thadassance season like, high nineteen for him tonight. A Thadassance to, to go along with five steals, four rebounds, and two dimes. And you know me, I hate steals. Five steals is awesome. That's <laughs> that's that's when they work. Like steals matter when it's five. <laughs> when it's five, <laughs> like you know, you put a cap like, on. Yeah, like if you find like a little bit of gold, fine. But if you find a lot of gold, that matters. Like, <laughs> it, and I do feel like, it, as much as I love that, like we just have to play Pat Williams and see what happens. Like we have a freak on our hands. Look, take the take the freak off the leash. There you are. I was waiting. Freak off the leash. That's waiting. That's Luke Cornett's nickname. Freak off the leash. Um, Wag said two <laughs> terrible shots by Denzel. When we were on that yes. run, killed yes. us too. Yes, one hundred percent. Colin saying he does good things, then pisses down his own leg. That that's is Donovan. Yeah. That's Donovan's fault. Accurate. That's, that's very Donovan's accurate. Fault. Like, very accurate. Okay, he hit a couple of big threes for you. He actually was the one who had that lob to Gafford for the slam to cut the lead down to like six or seven, whatever. Like he had a couple of good moments, but like you're right, John. Donovan knows. Donovan needs to know when to get the hook. Like, get, yeah. okay, Denzel. Good yeah. Denzel happened. Get him off the get floor before bad Denzel happened. Yeah, yeah. He's Michael Scott, man. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he works yeah. in a very specific way. Then you just got to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen. That brings us to the thing that I don't want to talk about tonight, but we have to. Coming off of back-to-back 30-point games, Lowry tonight, 36 minutes, 9 points on 3 of 8 for Rebounds. Three of eight's not. Uh, bad. What? It's the eight. Man, look, that what what happened tonight is is kind of your our worst fears here, because this this, this is the concern I've always had about him, and I'm not I'm not calling him weak, and I ain't calling him soft. I'm saying when a team plays up on him and they get tough with him, and they push him and they punch him in the face. He doesn't really respond. And we saw that tonight, man. Like, they played up on him. And it's exactly what John said on this last show that we did. When when you asked him that, what would be the difference that the Knicks would do in this game? And he said, oh, well, they're going to play up on Lowry. They're not going to let him get all the easy shots. They're going to get tougher with him and see how he responds. And we watched it. And you saw how he responded. It wasn't well. He didn't respond good to it at all, man. I got out. I, I threw something at my television when I saw him do that play again, Matt, where he acts like he wants to go inside, and but he goes in like a U oh. <laughs> for some reason or another oh. instead of just going in a straight line. And I was like, why does he keep doing that? I got even madder when I saw him do that awesome dunk because all that makes me it just it doesn't excite me. It just makes me even more upset because I know this is how dope you are. Like I know you could be doing this all the time. 
and yet I don't see it consistently game after game after game after game. Just because the guy plays up on you and gets physical with you, you're still bigger than everybody out there, bro. Still. You're still bigger than everyone, man. I need that toughness to come forward because that's what he's missing and that's what he's lacking. And that's why it's, that's why these kind of games are upsetting. Can, can I offer a different perspective? Please. Because when he goes big, it's on him. He has to score. He has to create shots. It's it's one hundred percent him. On other teams, we have point guards that set you up, mm. and you can get more than eight shots in. Sure. Like I, that could be he's not being aggressive, but it could also be like everything. Since we don't have a playmaker, we're starting from scratch with every play. And I wonder if he had a point guard, if he'd have these di- these booms and busts. Because every player seems to have these booms and busts. Zach is at a lesser; it's not as stark. Um, but I just wonder because if you have to create your own shot all the time, if this is a natural okay. thing about that. Here's the difference for me, and, and that, honestly, that's a very good point because he's a guy that likes to slash and likes to cut and gets to the bucket. And that's why I thought him and Sadoransky would be a good combo anyway when Sadoransky came here. Good point. Because Lowry likes to cut, and Sadoransky finds the cutter. And you saw how Thad Young and Lowry worked well together mm-hmm. because he cut and he got him the basketball. You're right. My problem is when something isn't working for Lowry, he disappears. So it wasn't working for him. That shot, they played up on him. They wouldn't let him get to his spots. That's a million other things he can do to affect the game or to get right. shot. And he That's just smart. would not do those things. That's but a great they, point. you like that, boom, you still big. Go to the post, go to the elbow, draw some fouls. They'll call fouls for you. I promise you. They'll call fouls mm-hmm. for Lowry. Do that. Uh, let's see if you can find that's not working. Get some rebounds. Let's do that. You know, because he played great defense on Julius Randle that last that last game. And when he was playing defense in that fourth quarter on him, he affected him. You know, because you're seven feet tall. It's, he still doesn't realize, John, to me, in my head, he still doesn't realize that he's seven feet tall yet. And he's seven feet tall every game. He hasn't realized that. And every right. game he's tall. And and that's the thing that bothers me most. When something's not working, he doesn't switch. Like He's like, well, if the cut isn't working and my three-point shot isn't falling, okay, guys, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Like, like what, right. what else should I do? Like, it would, it would be like if when NBC told us back in November, hey, guys, we're sorry, but we can't bring y'all back in for, for round three, we all just deleted our Twitter accounts and said, all right, and stop talking about the NBA and stop talking about the Bulls. Mm-hmm. No, we still we still tweet about the NBA. We still follow the NBA. We found a different avenue to, you know, do what we want to do to put our imprint on the game. Um, clearly, from a different angle than Lowry, as someone playing the game. But it, you know, the the comparison is the same. Like you were saying, Dave, when Lowry's initial plan of attack is shut down, he stops attacking completely, and it's just it's just really frustrating. Um, I, I, I don't know if you guys got an opportunity to read it yet, but shout out to our guy, Rob Schaefer, who does awesome work over at NBC Sports Chicago. He wrote a column earlier today about the ways in which Lowry's scoring is really thriving right now and whether or not it's sustainable. And he had a great comparison of how and where Lowry was getting his shots last season versus this season. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is that his percentage of made field goals that are assisted Last season was at like 74, 75. This season, it's actually ticked up to like 78 or 79. He is mostly a guy who needs someone else to get good looks for him. And John, to your point, 
that's where a competent quality point guard comes in. Because, yes, on, on a rare occasion, we can see Lowry grab a rebound, put the ball on the floor, and do that seven-footer coast-to-coast thing that's fun to watch, but he's not doing that, you know, ten times a game. You occasionally see him put the ball on the floor and, and maybe take advantage of a mismatch in the post. He's not doing that all game. He mostly gets his buckets by getting help from teammates, and that's even more true this season than it was last season. And he just, I mean, eight shots, man. Eight fucking shots. You know who had ten shots? Denzel fucking Valentine. There you go. There you go. That is wrong. That is not okay. I agree. 100%. And it's, it's again, it's the makeup of the team. Like, we just, it's, I just, I need, I need some sort of change to happen because I, I just think it just doesn't work and it's hurting everybody. This makeup is hurting everybody. And I, I, I think everyone's better than what they, what they are. And that could be wrong. All right. Um, we've got uh, about five minutes left with that five minutes. John, you said you had a silly question that yeah. you wanted to ask. I have us. a nonsense question to ask you guys. Oh, all right. Goodness. It's not, a, it's not super nonsense. So you know how the Spurs and Selena did like a limited apparel line? No. Yes. Last year. Wait. How do I know this? Dave does. I know. And they were awesome. Like the shirts were awesome. They like they sell on eBay now. Like they're 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 sold out right away. What Chicago artist? And I say artist. I mean like it doesn't have to be music. Okay. Would would be a good Bulls like limited edition cool apparel partnership. I think oh. chance I'm, I'm gonna take chance off of that. Can I take okay. chance off of there? Because I feel like that's a gimme. Honestly I say take Kanye West off of there too because yeah Kanye know, feels it feels like we don't take Kanye it. anymore. Like Kanye oh, is too I, weird. Absolutely we claim we claim Kanye but like he's there's something going on. There's something going on. I'm just saying take him off because he has a fashion line. So I am just taking And him he wouldn't show up to the meeting or something. Like, <laughs> um who would I choose? What artist? Like, is it Common? I mean, Common or Little Dirk or in, uh, I might go G Herbo. Is it Family Matters? I got, I'm putting that in, even on there. Like, oh, we going TV too? Culture. Oh, a culture thing. Is it, um, is it CM Bernie Punk Mac? Day? Bernie Mac line? Bernie well, Mac would be. Dope. A Bernie Mac Bulls line? That's yeah. the answer. <laughs> I think that would be dope. I think that would be real dope. A Bernie Holy Mac shit. Bulls line would be real dope. That yeah. would be excellent. Pretty fantastic. I can see that. That would be ill, man. Because you could put his little his um his icon, like his logo right there. You know what the NBA logo is, you know, because yes. he's got a real cool one. But yeah, I can see I'm, I'm thinking like 80s, early 90s stand-up Bernie Mac. Yes. That, okay, yeah, that, that can work. I, yeah. I ain't afraid yeah. of you, MFers. That one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Well, I, think, I thought this would spark a conversation with many options, and I think you nailed the right <laughs> I so mean, maybe you know, Jones, like Quincy I, Jones, would be dope. Like I love the Bernie Mac. That is perfect because it, it's also like it kind of is in the same genre of like honoring someone who's passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like the uh, like the Brooklyn Biggie jerseys. Uh, yes. well, here, here's one for you, John. Here's one for you. What person from Second City would you do that jersey with? Bill Murray. That's it. Hands I, I down. Think- I think Bill Murray is the quintessential Chicago famous comedian. Like, mm. I think if I think it's him. Like, I mean, with all the fans, he just feels like Chicago. 
Mm. At this point, because he's still around and like gray haired and like, you know, a few years ago we saw a gray haired Murray just crying tears of joy watching the Cubs mm-hmm. win a World Series. Like Murray is still around and he is still known as Chicago guy. Yeah. On a different level, because it's mostly just lore at this point and it was cut so short. I would also say yes. Belushi. Yes, is very yes. High you took the words. It's. I actually thinking about it. It's Belushi. It would for like, some, for some reason it would feel. There's something weird about Belushi's death that feels because I think his brother like did like. There's something weird and like Jim Belushi has just ruined so much about the stereotype of being Chicago and Dude. being a Chicago sports fan. Dude. Like ruined. It. I've got but some. That's the principal movie alone. I've got some. <laughs> I've got some Jim Belushi stories that I'll tell you offline. They are. He is. He does not come across as a sympathetic figure. <laughs> <laughs> he comes across as a m- monster. <laughs> I watched him do improv one. T- oh my god! I can't even. Like it was. It was wild, but I and you know what? Farley's from Farley's not from here, so I don't think it would be him. Like I like Belushi. Right. Belushi. He's a Wisconsin guy yeah. originally, and, and, and then like. And then Chicago adopted yes. him before New York stole him away. Yes, correct. Absolutely true. I always think Farley here first. I don't even think of him from Wisconsin. I, he's uh, he's uh, it's, it's kind of like Kevin Garnett when he played here. Like it's kind of that level to be like the stories yeah. of that dude went to like daily mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see. Lived that. in lived in the Hancock building. Oh, yes. He feels like, like like how I feel like John Candy is like that for me also ca- for Canada. That's why I yeah. feel for Canada. Yeah, he's like that. I, I don't know why, but I always think Chicago for John Candy. But I know he's from Canada, but it just always I feels had, like that. I had a teacher at Second City who said I did cocaine once, and it was with John Candy and Jim Belushi. And I said, "Why did you do it?" And he goes, "Would you turn down during cocaine with John Candy and Jim Belushi?" And I said, "Wait, Jim or John?" No, John. Sorry, John. It was John Belushi John. and John Candy. Sorry, both John. I was like, yeah, doing cocaine with Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi now I could easily turn that down. Jim is like a big weed guy in California. He owns a weed farm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but he was like, would you turn down with both John Candy and John Belushi? And I was like, I don't think I would. No. I don't think, I'd be like, line like those suckers up. <laughs> I don't think I would. You know, it's funny. Like, if, since you said John, it sounded like fun. But when you said Jim, it sounded like an no, addiction. Stressful. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you die, if you overdose like Lem Bias from that experience, God's like, come on in. You did it right. Like, <laughs> and if you die at 80, you get to heaven. He's like, you turn that down? Nah. We don't, we don't want people like that in here. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, all right, gents. Uh, let's wrap this up. Looking ahead to the weekend, we've got a back-to-back Friday, Saturday oh, guys, against the Orlando Magic. I will so, not be there John. Friday. It's my wife's birthday. Oh, oh! And so I'll, happy birthday, I will be, Karen! I'll be celebrating with her. We'll be celebrating Karen Cella. So it'll be <laughs> Cella twenty twenty one. But then you'll be with us on Saturday. I'll be with you on Saturday. Most All right. Um, <laughs> quick look: Orlando coming into tonight's action. They are off tonight. Uh, they are eight and fourteen, a couple spots behind the Bulls in the East. Actually, now just a half game back, um, or no, a full game back. The Bulls at eight and twelve after tonight's loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vucevic is playing like freaking out of his mind. My God. Other than that, this Orlando team is kind of herky jerky and not all that uh, appealing. 
and Aaron Gordon is once again uh, on the bench with with some kind of injury. So very two very winnable games here. Yes, you just got to try and do your best to contain Vooch. Yeah, very winnable games. Vooch is I, I I fell in love with him watching him give Lori Markin in the business. A couple of years oh. ago, I fell in love with him watching him. I was like, that's what he needs to do. That guy, <laughs> be that man right there. I love the way he plays, man. So I'm excited to see him play. And I hope he doesn't, you know, do Lowry like he's been doing him, man. But yeah, I'm excited to see him. Oh, he might be. He might be, man. You're right. He might be. He might be. Did you guys see that NBA scoring leaders per spot on the floor chart that went on Twitter like yesterday or today? Yeah, I saw John tweeted it, and that's why I got I saw it there. You know who the most efficient three-point shooter from dead ahead is right now in the NBA? Top of the key three-pointers? Because it's Vooch. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, let it blow. So so the Bulls have to deal with that and his just unstoppable, technically sound post-up game inside. That is not an easy person to slow down. He's not, man. He's so fundamentally sound. Like, he's... He's a, he's a poor man's Tim Duncan. Like he, he's awesome. He's oh, awesome to watch. Of a, a very poor. Sure. Man. I mean, sure. A super extremely poor man's Tim Duncan. Yes. Yeah. Talk, talk to me when Vooch has five titles. Yes. Oh, come on now, like, dude. Relax. <laughs> relax. I'm not saying he's anywhere there at all, but he's good. I like watching him play. Yeah, he is. He is definitely a great player. Uh, I, I think he's he's bound for an All Star uh, reserve spot Ooh. this season. Maybe, maybe you know, obviously Embiid Embiid is taking that starting spot an for, for East. He's an All Star hands down, but Mooch is absolutely, absolutely. I think All Star. Put money on it, um, Not yet. <laughs> probably will. I'm I'm three for four so far tonight. Two more to oh, go. Um, Matt, they give away money. <laughs> Idiots, you're smart. I mean. Dude, I I got I got points for the Wizards and the Thunder, and they both won tonight. It. Come you on, it. it's not that hard. You, Figure it out. Let, you gotta let it ride, baby. That day he's gonna be calling up at two in the morning. Hey guys, uh, uh, what's doing? Can I uh, can I come over? Can I come over, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Can, hey, uh, I've, I've got I've got Belushi and Candy with me. They they want to hang out. We we want to hang Josh, out. Josh, hey, you got any necklaces? Yeah. <laughs> anything you can, anything small you can pawn. I'll get it back. It's a pawn. I'll get it back. How attached are you to this? How attached they are just you? hold it. They just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Uh, just a reminder once again, if you ever missed these episodes live, you can catch the archived video episodes on that Bow Lop Bulls YouTube channel. And you can also find it in podcast form uh, wherever you get your podcasts on the Bow on Bulls podcast feed. So, for Big Dave and John, Matt said thanks for watching the Stretch 4. We are the Bulls Outcasts. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. Big Dave and I will see you here Friday. Bulls Magic. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, Karen.